Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today is uh, a great day to uh, talk about something that we should all really remind ourselves of regularly, uh, the baptism of our Lord. Um, it's an event that we look at and we say, okay, that's something that happened, so what? <laughs> I mean, sometimes when I was preparing for this, I go, okay, so the baptism of our Lord, why are we celebrating this? I mean, it's part of his life, but what exactly is it that is so great about it and when you really start thinking about it, it kind of becomes pretty profound. When you look at the baptism of Jesus by John in, 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 in the Jordan, you wonder to yourself, why is Jesus going and getting baptized? What's the point, right? What is the point of Jesus getting baptized if it's for the remission of sins? Wasn't Jesus without sin? So what is he doing there? Why is he getting baptized? What's the point, right? In fact, from Matthew's gospel, John looks at Jesus and says, no, 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 no. I'm not going to baptize you. You need to baptize me. And Jesus tells him, let it be so now to fulfill all, to fulfill all righteousness. That in the baptizing of Jesus, that is where things actually begin with him on earth for what he came to do, right? Before this, yes, he was born, he was growing in stature and, and, in, and in, in wisdom, he was growing up, but now the time for the work has come. And what happens right after this is very interesting. Right after this, and I'm sure we're going to get to this when we get to Lent, that right after his baptism, is everything just great? Is everything just wonderful? Do you all know what happens right after he's baptized? He gets picked up by the Spirit and he's thrown into the wilderness to be tempted. Doesn't sound like a lot of fun, does it? <laughs> what happens with Jesus is what happens to us, that with him in being baptized, he begins to take on in a sense, the reverse, where our sins are taken away, our sins are placed on him in that washing, in that baptism. He begins to carry our sorrows. He begins to carry our griefs, our sins, and he carries them to his cross. It's the beginning, right? And interestingly enough for us, it's the end, right? In baptism, we receive the wonderful gifts of his cross and his death, his burial, his resurrection, his new life. In baptism, we are given all these wonderful things. And in his baptism, he's given all the horrible things, all of our sin, all of our pain, all of our grief. But he bears it for our sake. He bears it for your sake. And if that's where I would stop, that's not really a great place to stop, right? It's just, okay, sermon over. That's all we need to know about baptism, right? But what do we need to know about baptism today, right? More so, it would help us every day to remember our baptism, to remember that we are baptized children of God, 
to remember that when you read Mark, it's very interesting. If you read Mark, it says that when he was baptized, a voice came from heaven. It says something a little bit different from Matthew. In Matthew's gospel, it says, this is my beloved son in whom I am in, um, in whom I am well pleased. In Mark's gospel, it says, you are my beloved son. And so likewise, in your baptism, when you are washed clean of your sin and given the Holy Spirit, that your faith can cling to the promises of Christ, God says to you, you are my beloved son. You are my beloved child in whom I am now well pleased because of what Christ has done for you. Right? It's wonderful. And so we have to ask ourselves, great. Um, I rem- was it? We're going to have a, a, a daughter pretty soon here in March. And she will be baptized, God willing, you know, everything goes well. Um, and we will baptize her. And someone told me uh, a couple weeks ago, it's been a long time since we've had a baptism here. And so I'm very proud to be able to remind you of a baptism, remind you what it is that has happened to you. But it is incumbent on you as a Christian to remember your baptism every day. Why, why should we do that? What's the point, right? Well, if you pick up your small catechism, dust it off every once in a while, right? It's not just good for confirmation, it's good for every single day. That we see here, well, what is baptism? Baptism is not just plain water, but it is the water included in God's command and combined with God's, with God's, God's word, right? And which is that word of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of, and of the Holy Spirit, right? Matthew 28, 19. So if that's the case, we're commanded to go baptize. We're commanded to bring people in and say, you got to get baptized. You need to know what it's like to be baptized because that's what it means to trust in Christ and to live as a Christian. And they ask you, well, what, what good is baptism? What benefits does baptism give? Ah, that's what we got this for, right? What benefits does baptism give? It works forgiveness of sins. It rescues from death and the devil and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this as the words and promises of God declare. So which are these words and promises of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Mark, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned, right? We hold to this. We say baptism is so important. Jesus himself says, whoever, is, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And then you ask yourself, well, how can water do such great things? Because the world looks at baptism, and we might be tempted to look at baptism and say, well, isn't it just water? <laughs> What's the big deal with the splashing? What's the big deal with the whole ceremony of it all? How can water do such great things? Certainly not just water, but the word of God in and with the water does these things, along with the faith which trusts this word of God in the water. 
For without God's word, the water is plain water and no baptism. But with the word of God, it is a baptism. That is a life-giving water, rich in grace and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit, as St. Paul says in Titus chapter 3. He saved us. This is St. Paul saying this, right? Or the Holy Spirit saying this through St. Paul. He saved this through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. Wonderful, right? Wonderful. How can we not every single day rise up and say, Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for baptizing me. Thank you for saving me, for washing me clean of all my sin. But then you ask yourself, what does such baptizing with water indicate? Why is it important that we remember it every single day? Most of the time we just say, well, you got to get the kid baptized. You got to get baptized. But after that, there's not a whole lot of talk about baptism, is there? Maybe we should change that because it says, what, ba- what does such baptizing with water indicate? It indicates that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and, and, and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. You ask, well, where does it say that? St. Paul writes in Romans chapter 6, we therefore, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may walk in the newness of life. And that's, that's the hard part, right? That's the hard part. That's the part that comes after the baptism, right? That when Jesus is baptized, he's tempted. He's driven into the wilderness and tempted by Satan. Every single day, you are tempted by Satan. Every single day, your flesh, the old sinful flesh, the old Adam, right? The old Adam, the old man that clings to us and hangs around our neck, as Luther says. The old man clings to us so closely and just doesn't want to let go. And sometimes we're tempted to say, well, if I just tweak a little bit here and tweak a little bit there and I just get a little bit better here and a little bit better there, my flesh, my old sinful flesh can get better. Not true. He needs to die. The old sinful flesh needs to die. That's what baptism is. It is a washing into the death of Jesus Christ and a rising into new life with Jesus. That in baptism... You are given this wonderful gift that you have died to sin and now are alive to God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That in him, you have all the promises of everlasting life. 
And with those promises, you now live. And you now walk in the way that he calls you to walk. You now have the Holy Spirit by which you can go and do the will of God. You walk in the newness of life. So every day, when you rise, as Luther also says in the small catechism, right? Rise every day and bless yourself with the Holy Cross in the name of, of the Father and of the Son and of, and of the Holy Spirit to remind yourself that you are baptized, that with the sign of the cross, you are marked as redeemed by Christ who was crucified for you, that in him you have life everlasting, in him you now walk, in him you now know God and you love God now because of what he has done. And he loves you because of what Christ has done for you. So what does this look like to drown the old Adam? Rise every day. <laughs> it's funny how often we need to go back to the catechism. Rise every day. Say your prayers. Pray to God. Remember that you are his child. Have faith like his child. Trust him as your father. Know that he has washed you clean of your sin. Know that you now walk and live and have your being because of him and what he has done for you. So you have to ask yourself, do I remember my baptism daily? If you don't, I encourage you to start every day. See what the small catechism has to say about it. Because it's a great guide for daily prayer. Reminding yourself what Christ has done for you. Bless yourself with his holy cross, making the sign of that cross, speaking the triune name that was spoken over you in that lavish washing of grace. And the other question is, besides that, do you know someone who's not baptized? And if so, if baptism is so wonderful and so great and so rich and so awesome, what a great gift to share with somebody else to say, I'm baptized. <laughs> I'm baptized. I'm a baptized child of God. And I want you to be too. Right? I want you to join me in God's family. I want you to receive the blessings that God has for you in that washing of grace. But what's more likely well, it depends on where you are. In a lot of places, there's tons of unbaptized people. But what's more likely probably and what's probably a little bit harder for you is that you know someone who is baptized. You know someone who is baptized and they don't walk in the newness of life that God has granted to them. You know someone who is baptized, but maybe they just got a little bit too busy with certain things and you haven't seen them in church for a while. Maybe there's someone that you care for dearly, that you know that lives far away and you can't quite keep an eye on them, but you have the sinking suspicion that they don't go to church. They don't even pray. They don't even read their Bible, right? So there's this question to say, what can you do as a brother and sister in Christ for that person reaching out to give the encouragement that they truly need to give that encouragement in love to say, 
You know, maybe you can say, you know, pastor talked about baptism the other day, and I remind, it reminded me of when you were baptized and how wonderful that was. Tell me, have you, have you found a church to go to recently? Have you been to church recently? If the answer is no, then the follow-up question is, well, why don't you come with me? Why don't you come join me and hear about what it is that God has done for you, for me, for all people? especially for those who are baptized and believe and are saved. It's not easy. But that's another thing, though. You're baptized. You have God's grace. You have his favor. He smiles on you. He will bless your faithfulness. He will bless you in reaching out to these people, even if they say no, because that is the Holy Spirit reaching out. And who knows what the Holy Spirit might do for them over time, if it sinks in, that they say, you know, they keep talking about going to church. They keep talking about baptism. Maybe I should find out. Maybe I should be reminded of what it's like. Maybe I should know and remind myself or be reminded by God through his word what it is he has done for me so that I can live in righteousness and purity forever before God because of what he has done. So, remember your baptism. Be strengthened by it, because it is God's grace and favor towards you. And use that favor and grace to encourage those who need it. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.